Yo, what up, Yeti family? Thank you for tuning in to Cower by LV Yeti, my very first podcast and all about Valorant. In today's episode, we are going to be jumping into discussion about Valorant's new update, Agent Yoru, and competitive rank changes coming into episode two. Are you prepared? new act starting we're going to be having the new agent yoru that is coming into the game and yoru is going to be super impactful in a lot of ways whether you believe it's going to be just another blind fest like with all the flashes coming into the game you know such as you could have meta such as like breach sky phoenix yoru reina you know just a, a full team of flashes like i already know that a lot of people are like losing their minds with that but just other, other things like so this is just like sound cues and stuff that could just throw you for a loop in those type of ways. Because the only agent that we have an experience of such a play style has been Omen. And Omen has been the only agent so far in the game to use a sound cue to be throwing off the enemies and to kind of like just throw the enemy for a loop of confusion. Um, what Yoru has to offer into the new act, into the new episode, episode two, is more than just another agent coming into the game what he has to offer is literally a like he is going to affect everybody just by having this one agent alone the entire game is going to be an agent you're going to have to respect you're gonna have to respect this agent's kit you're gonna have to respect what this agent has in this game because when you have this agent, Yori, whether it's on your team or it's on the enemy team, you're going to have to respect the play style of this agent because the flashes are going to be super useful to get your team either in. He's going to be super useful to get himself out of scenarios or even engaging in on a lurk or if he's just in a 1v1 scenario. Like how he plays is going to be something that you're just going to have to respect because someone like Omen with you know his smokes and his blinds and his sound cues for his tp like everything that omen has as an agent is something you have to look out for you know even when uh, an omen throws a smoke on your site you're already intimidated you either you whether are expecting it to be a fake or you're expecting an omen to be somewhere in the vicinity lurking on you and that is going to be very similar to an agent yoru if you even get the indication of hearing a footstep you have already triggered in your mind that you are going to be either expecting to be this is a real deal. You are hearing a real footstep. They are coming from showers on bind or you are getting lurked on by an enemy. But that can throw you off. That literally can throw off everything that you are even setting up to do. Like you could be completely just trying to hold from triple boxes on bind watching short and you just hear these footsteps in shower. Little do you know that you now hear these footsteps in shower and you have to look over to the left. And now Yoru has teleported behind you because you were distracted. There's just many, 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 many scenarios that are going to have to go in the hand for how Yoru is completely going to change this game. Whether it's, like I said, with sound cues, um, you're just going to have to pay attention and just have like a whole new vision of game sense. And that's how it's going to continue to be. When, they, when more and more agents coming out with these unique playstyles, you're going to have to just have more respect and you're going to have to adapt into a whole nother mindset. Um. Yoru is very similar, I would say, to Reyna um, in aspects of just having also that respect. When Reyna pops her ultimate, she is this bloodthirsty, 
berserker. And the one thing that you always are telling your teammates, you're yelling at is like, don't take one V ones on this Reina, please back up. Don't one V one or play together. It's going to be very similar to how Yoru is going to have to be. You're going to have to respect the sound cues. You're going to have to respect that when there is a Yoru on the enemy team, that you cannot just try to go up against him and take a one V one because with his kit, he could either be behind you. You could get flashed. You could be completely thrown off and you just have to just be smart about how you're going to play against him. You can't run into a Yoru blindly. You can't just go and try to frag out because you're going to have to respect this agent's kit for how it is going to be played. Um, and you're probably asking, well, how do I even prepare for that? How do I even get ready? And how, what, how am I going to know what to expect with all these unlimited possibilities for this, how this agent can outplay me? You're just going to have to play. You're going to have to just uh, learn every round, round by round, what this Yoru is doing, what the tendencies could be, right? Because everyone knows that some, a lot of players get stuck into the same repetitive nonsense of, I'm just going to throw a smoke here every single round. Or I'm, you already know that this, uh, this raise Roomba's hookah every single round. It's the same back to back tendencies that players tend to do. And that repetitiveness can, literally give away so much information alone it can help your team in a way yes by just default rumoring hookah with like rays um just to kind of intimidate that position to either make someone back off of hookah or to get intel that someone is playing there or to even engage with your team to push hookah alone just so you get all that free space that is just going to be something that you're going to have to pay attention to with an agent like yoru if an agent like Yoru is just continuously throwing their footsteps in showers in trying to get a TP to back site from short, just 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 completely try to distract you, and that type of repetitiveness comes into play. You can then take all that information and try to counter the agent or the player. Um, how you're going to need to be prepared for this is purely based on your knowledge of the agent. You need to know the possibilities on based on your positioning. Your positioning could be a huge impact on literally how an agent can outplay you an agent like Yoru. If you're sitting out in the open, like I said, you're playing triple boxes on buying, you're sitting out in the open and you understand that this Yoru is completely trying to always get back sight. You may not be in a safe, really position to be preparing for how those agents playing. This might change the game completely to where an, an, another prime position would have to just be playing in heaven on bind. I think that could be a super strong position to be sitting. And for most of you guys that are also thinking, it's like, well, all right, does that mean we're just going to have to respect and give this agent a lot more space? Not necessarily. You're just going to have to have a lot more awareness on how this agent is trying to overtake you. Whether this agent is trying to play entry and just trying to get flashes in and reappear, there's also the possibilities of an agent that is going to be playing very slow and very lurking and trying to just play mind games with you, sometimes such as like an omen would. So you're just going to have to respect this space and your respect this agent because that is how you're going to come on top and that is how you're going to overcome now if you're going to be of course this yoru player that's something completely different if you're going to be this yoru player you also like i said try not to be repetitive what you could definitely do is just a lot of unique combos to completely you could just completely throw off the enemy team with this one agent alone you could force rotations by either having a teammate and your footsteps jump into TP and just completely force either one agent or two agents rotating off of uh, B site to A. Uh, if you were to play along with a teammate, you can literally just force a double TP to make them confused. This type of agent can come up with so many different possibilities to throw off the enemy team. Um, and even on entering, the fact that you can throw your blind 
without it being seen. Uh, if for, for those of you guys that have not seen the videos, Yoru's blind is completely invisible until it reaches the surface. So your and it does have a certain distance traveled to go, and I would say probably it's somewhere roughly between like maybe like twenty-five to thirty meters distance thrown or something like that uh, before it completely just like disintegrates. Um, but they cannot see Yoru's blind being thrown in midair, but it will appear after it hits the surface and it does pop, which is going to be, of course, a super surprise, which is kind of similar to Breach's flash as well. Like, yes, you can see it traveling to a point, but most of the time, even by that time, it, it already hits you and you're completely blind and you have to kind of reposition. But it's just going to be kind of similar to that same surprise flash that you're going to have to be aware of. And as a Yoru, this is going to be super, super helpful in in your kit especially when you know the enemy team is running a jet or they have some type of opping position that you know normally it'd be kind of difficult to just kind of like you know you could phoenix flash but what if they're holding an angle that doesn't really that flash doesn't really capture the full effect you know what i'm saying yoru is going to be able to throw his flashes a little farther if that could genuinely get right in front of the enemy's face and that could be super huge for you and your team on trying to reposition in there because after Yoru throws his flash he could completely put down his teleport and he could already be in a position that kind of entangles the enemy team yoru has now infiltrated infiltrated the enemy sites and you now can push confidently with your yoru in between the thread so i think with just that playstyle alone, um, it's going to impact a lot. Well, now that's enough discussion about Yoru. Now let's talk about the new and upcoming competitive changes coming into the Episode 2 update. Now, sorry, unfortunately, you uh, Omen mains aren't really going to be so excited coming into this act. But for those of you guys that are ready for the competitive scene, you guys have had very many questions about why is it so confusing Am I really the rank that I'm in or how can I strive to get better in a better rank? Well, with the new changes coming into the episode two, you may get a little bit more information and details on how far you actually are from ranking up and how close you are to deranking. Episode two competitive is offering something completely brand new. The entire competitive, like, I don't even know what to call it. The entire competitive layout has been completely changed for how they want to see the game uh, strive competitively for the future. Uh, episode 2 competitive is now coming with... Im I mean, Immortals are now all officially one rank. And I know you're probably already confused enough that that, like, Immortal officially now is considered the top 1% of all of the community. And Radiant now will be considered the top 500 of players. So that gives people that are all in Immortal something to strive for. Now, for the lower ranks, what that's going to mean is you now will have minimum 10 rating gain on a win, maximum 50 rating on a win, maximum 30 rating on a loss, and minimum 10 rating uh, you, that you lose on a loss. Uh, basically, max 20 rating on a draw according to performance, basically. So depending on how you perform... Um, you also have max 20 rating on a draw. So you will be also getting a little bit of ELO on draws as well as before. Nothing really changed, even didn't matter how well you performed. Um, in Immortal, though, you will lose absolutely nothing. You also gain nothing in withdrawals. It's still, I think, considered win-loss. Um, basically, you're going to have like a rating number. So when you rank up in your rank, 
um, you're going to see uh, a basically a bar, a specific bar with like a ELO rating on it. So let's say that you do go up that 50 rating um, on that bar. If you were to lose, the maximum you could lose is 30. So basically, you are now down basically 20 rating points. Now, you cannot derank unless you are exactly on zero rating. So if you've lost that, you know, that 20 uh, ELO on your MMR, uh, I mean, on your rank, then that's fine. You know, you're still above that zero. But once you get all the way down to that zero and you lose again, that is when you are reaching your demotion. Now, you're curious probably about like how placements will go as well. With the placements coming into the new act, you guys are going to be seeing the maximum you can place in this new act is going to be Platinum 3, which before, uh, there weren't really much limitations on where you placed. It basically was purely based on all your group performances and how consistent you could win, basically. Because uh, I've made another count before, and I mean, I did my placements, I placed in Plat 2, and then within... You know, within the same day, I got all the way up to Immortal 2, you know. But in this this new episode, it, it's kind of looking like something different. You're going to be doing placements. And I don't know if, if since Plat 3 is the new highest, like, placement you can get, is that, like, hard to obtain? With the new way that the, the structure of the competitive scene is being changed, is, is that going to be, like, the new diamond in a way? You know what I mean? Because if, if Immortal 1 now is all being considered like one rank, does that mean that diamond is essentially going to be the new immortal and basically every other rank is getting bumped down? So if you were a gold player in one act, does that mean now you're going to be considered a silver player and gold is going to be a harder rank to obtain than previously before? Or does that just mean that diamond is the new immortal completely and all the other ranks are primarily the same but for all the higher ups it's basically a competition to see who deserves an immortal position rotating into a top 500 position now that's going to be super interesting to see coming into the new episode because i think it'll be very exciting uh i think it's going to offer a lot of true competition i think a lot more people are going to take it seriously because they visually can see what there is to lose and what there is to gain um and i also think that kind of fixes a lot of the smurfing problems as well because like what causes a lot of smurfing now is when people are immortal one, immortal two, immortal three, or even radiant, they're just content with what they are. But now having this visual like thing to see, like this visual elo to see, they now can just continuously grind, and the grind doesn't necessarily stop because after you've hit an immortal position, you are now considered on leaderboards and you can compete on leaderboards to always surpass the next position. And I think that's gonna have a lot to offer for you. Um, and your grind uh, for the future of Valorant. And I think that actually can minuscule the amount of Smurfs that there are from getting bored of their current play and trying to play in lower ranks to just kind of like be considered their relaxation, which of course affects your ranking. Um, I think it's I think it's super great what they're doing with the, with the competitive changes. I think it's super awesome. The fact that these changes that are coming into the game is like a whole new vision on like what we've previously seen you know there's been like external applications that people have downloaded to try to see the mmr uh but nothing is is going to be as accurate as this um i think honestly seeing visually like if you're about to derank honestly will add a lot more stress personally uh i think before seeing like three losing streak was kind of rough 
but you never really knew when you're going to derank. Like everyone's kind of like, dang, I'm on like this, this like six losing streak, man. I'm going to derank in no time, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. But I mean, honestly, I think it is going to be stressful, but you are going to also kind of see how comfortable you are in your position. And you're also going to see like how close you are to gain, um, which is going to be like really cool to see in this, uh, this new episode. Um, but if you didn't know any of this information before, you know now, which is which is great. <laughs> but I mean, it's just kind of wild. It's just kind of wild to think about. It really is. Um, because like I said, all we knew before was like, you know, bronze one, bronze two, bronze three. And then you had a mortal one, mortal two, mortal three. All these ranks are really, you know, difficult to obtain. But now with immortal being one whole rank, it's like it's, it's kind of like a how, what does this mean for everything else? You know? Where, where does all these players get bumped to? And at least, hey, at least at least a lot of people won't seem boosted. I think the grind is going to be a lot more competitive and a lot more difficult to obtain for a rank you deserve. Um, but it's going to be very exciting to see. Very exciting to see. And I genuinely cannot wait until this update um, occurs to even be able to test it out for myself. Um, but even after, I mean, this podcast discussion, etc., you guys are... I'm sure your, your minds are still going to be, you know, trying to grasp the whole concept with everything coming into the act. Uh, I mean, the new agent, this whole new competitive change, the whole game is just going to feel completely fresh. It's going to be basically just brand new. It's like what we've been previously playing. has been like kind of a beta in a way. And now that we have this official whole release of the game, which is, I mean, it's already kind of hard to grasp now. So, I mean, just looking forward to it. But other than just competitive, like what to expect in episode two's like play style as a whole for what you're going to see in competitive is I'm expecting to see a lot more dualist meta. Like I'm seeing like now this is a new agent with like a pure looking play style and flashes. It's almost like if smoking like smoke agents are going to be one of the lowest picks, especially with omens nerf that's coming. Like I, I said previously before. Uh, you guys aren't going to like that too much. Basically, they're increasing the cost of his blind from 200 credits to 400 credits, which is kind of a drastic change, especially when it comes into earlier rounds. But, I mean, I kind of understand why, they go, or why they're going on about that, considering Omen's blind is the strongest in the game. Whether you think so or not, whether you're like, oh, what about Breach's blind? He's got three of them. Yes, those are super strong. But there is an opportunity to turn away from those blinds. There's an opportunity to hide behind a wall from these blinds. There is absolutely zero opportunity you can escape an omen blind. It goes through walls. It doesn't matter if the tail end touches you at all. You are completely engulfed into this sh shrouded mist, and you are just completely blinded. Now, with the new changes to that, I mean, that's going to honestly kind of throw people away from playing omen, and that's not even the only nerf that he got. The other nerf that he gets is he has a 30% speed decrease on his smoke deploy which is wild to me it's going to take it's a 30 percent speed decrease from his normal deploying on his smokes which is going to just make him more how they kind of intended to do in the beginning uh with his whole like vision that he can switch between like the two different worlds that he can basically see when deploying his smokes the intention was that was so omens would basically sit back and deploy these smokes for the team now they're really trying to anchor omen so he's not just like running and deploying smokes all over the place they're trying to make omen where he is kind of like a stationary agent to where he's not 
so like running around the map and basically you never know where he is while all these smokes are kind of just popping over the place so quickly with his cooldown his 30 second cooldown um but it's gonna really change kind of like how the meta flows as well because if people aren't really seeing his omen as like such a high priority they might just switch over to the strict flash meta that's coming into the game i think a team like breach yoru phoenix reyna alone just those four alone is going to be super strong. And then you could probably have a great Sentinel, like like Killjoy, and boom. I think you have a really locked down Anger team. Now, if you're trying to go for a team with nice sustain, I think a good team meta would be switch out the Killjoy and probably get Sage, and boom. Now you have multiple heals around. You have Reyna that can heal herself. You have Phoenix that can heal himself. And you have Sage that can heal the others that can't heal. To me, that sounds like a pretty high sustained team. And coming, like I said, coming to this new episode, you're going to see the metas change. I mean, even when when Sky was released, um, having Breach and a Sky on a team was something super strong. You had Breach, you have Breach, Sky, Killjoy. It just continuous flashes, really annoying. It's so hard to take a sight. But I think with Yoru now, with his eligibility to get behind enemy lines without even the need of a smoke, without even the need of a blind, he can just get to behind the enemy lines. Omen may not be such a primary pick anymore. If you have the right team composition, I think the way that Yoru is going to come into this game is going to change the meta. And that's something that we need to look out for as well. Is Omen going to be replaced? Or is our Omen mains just going to have to suffer through the pain and become this kind of stationary agent in a way? Like you just kind of have to stop exactly what you're doing to deploy your smokes. You can't just go out and free roam like you previously could, could before. I mean, you still can. But, I mean, a 30% decrease on on the smoke speed is, is kind of huge. I mean, it really doesn't really make much difference. And, of course, like when the round just starts and you're deploying out of smoke, but it kind of does change the pace of the game when you're kind of on, you know, like C-Long on Haven and your team needs to smoke on A. It's, it's kind of, you know, you kind of got to stop everything that you're doing right then and there just to kind of support your team. And that, that right there can already be huge on its own. Uh, but just a little bit of reflection on right there on just kind of what to expect coming into the episode two, like competitively and a nerf like that. I mean, we haven't seen a nerf that hard on agents since Sage. I mean, Sage is taking like a shit ton of hits um, throughout Valorant, you know, and it's kind of it's got a it's kind of uh, a shame to see an agent kind of get changed so much. But I think Sage right now is in a pretty good spot. And with all the agents where they are right now, currently in the game. I just think that Omen change and Yoru change purely alone is going to change the meta completely. And I think you're going to see team compositions that you haven't seen before um, working in this new light. And I think it's going to be super awesome, but also super annoying to kind of play around. Like I said, with Yoru, you're going to have to, you have to really, really think a lot deeper than just, you know, just sitting in a position and watching left or right, you know, watching uh, showers and short, you're now going to have to kind of be prepared for your back as well. So, but yeah, I guess, I guess, I guess just be ready for, be ready for this upcoming episode too. Uh, that's all I can really say. Um, but yeah, I guess let's, uh, let's close discussion out. I guess that wraps up our topics for today's episode. I appreciate you guys that tuned in, uh, that listened to my very first podcast. This means a lot to me. It has taken me a very long time to get to this point. 
a lot of people have told me that I should start my own podcast and I should put the time into it because people do want to hear about things that I have to say. Uh, but hopefully you found something through the topics that we talked about, whether my opinions and discussions on Yoru or even uh, the new details on the competitive scene and my outlook on it. Uh, but thank you guys for supporting. Uh, you guys can find me on twitch.tv slash Elva Yeti uh, and also on Spotify at Elva Yeti. Uh, thank you for listening and hopefully you guys have a good rest of your day.